Sit back and listen and enjoy my podcast about health, wellness, fitness, yoga, business, and life. I talk about everything from ways of eating healthy, mindfulness, yoga, working out, manifesting, to pop culture, momming, adulting. I try to have fun and laugh at myself along the way of my sometimes stressed out and frazzled life. This is Fit, Fun, and Frazzled, and I am your host, Nikki Lanigan. Hello, Fit, Fun, and Frazzled listeners. It is May. I cannot believe it is May already. I have been on a vacation slash cheerleading trip with my kids and husband. So I did not get to do a podcast on Wednesday. I tend to, I like to post every Wednesday. I don't know why. It's something that you learn or that they say in um, having an online business, a podcast or a blog, post the same day regularly. So for a blog, post every Monday, every Sunday. This is something I already have said I will not do. I need to feel inspired to write a blog. I don't want to just do one to do one and get it out there. I'm not knocking anyone that does post regularly because that's great. You do you. I went to school for journalism and writing is something that I enjoy. Um, Hopefully one day I will have a book written by myself on the New York Times bestseller list. Um, I also do uh, write for morning radio shows throughout the United States. So writing, I need, I don't want to just constantly like feel like I have to do something mainly for holistic health coaching and teaching yoga and hit and bar. I want to help people. I want to help them be healthier, happier, less stress, and just live a happier life and not feel burned out. So that's my ultimate goal with that. So I was on vacation with my family and enjoying it, not wanting to feel the need to put out a podcast just to put out a podcast because that's what I've been doing every Wednesday morning. And I, like I said, um, you know, I'm a mom and a wife, so I wanted to do that and be present on our Disney trip, our Disney vacation, which we will start off with that. And then we'll talk about it is Mother's Day coming up on Sunday, and also um, May is Mental Health Awareness Month. So first we'll start with, we just went to Disney. We went to a cheerleading competition called The Summit. It is invitation only. It is the biggest competition of the year. It's like the Super Bowl of cheer. They, You get a bid, and um, then you go and compete with other teams from all over the country at ESPN in uh, Orlando at Disney World. So we did that. And if you are not familiar with being a cheer parent, a cheer mom, it is cheer, competitive cheer is an intense nightly thing. Uh, My kids, both of my daughters are in it. They have practice every single night. Well, between them both, it's every single night and tumbling, stunt privates. It's just something that if you're not in it, 
or a parent, um, you're not really going to understand it. I think this though is how a lot of sports are with kids now. Um, whether it's soccer, travel soccer, softball, baseball, football, it's all pretty intense, but with cheer, it's year round. So, um, it's not like school, they don't get summers off. So they have, right now she competed at Summit. She has the rest of this week off, I think next week. And then it starts back up for tryouts for the next season. And then, and they start, they start their camps in June, July, and all that. Um, they get a vacation a week off in June, a week off in July, and a week off in August, a week off in December around the holidays. So it is a year-round sport, like I said. Um, So we have become accustomed to planning our vacations around their cheerleading schedule, which sometimes gets hard and frustrating if you don't have kids in this sport. Again, like you're not going to understand it, why we do this. It's just, it's how it is. Um, But... The summit competition was so much fun. Um, It's different because of COVID. So you had to have your face masks on the whole time outside at ESPN. And you had to have it on inside. If they saw a spectator, like a family member with it down, they would deduct points from that team. Only one team allowed... like spectators from that team were allowed and so we couldn't watch other teams um the they competed without face masks on at the summit they did not do that during other competitions they competed with face masks on and they hit zero hit zero means they had zero deductions and that's really good this is something that people want the the athletes want they want to have zero deductions they didn't make it to the second day in advance but they had a great time and it was so fun watching them um, compete without their face masks on at espn so then we stayed a few days longer and did all the disney parks we did the magic kingdom we did epcot and hollywood studios and we switched hotels and we went to the grand floridian and the grand floridian is insanely beautiful i have been staying there with my parents and sister and family since i was a kid and little so i love that we can share it now my husband and i can share it and take our kids there and stay there um we did the magic kingdom the one day and again it's covid so they take your temperatures when you go inside Um, You're wearing face masks. Um, When we went to Epcot the one day, it was the hottest day, 96 degrees heat index of 104. And it was really hot (laughs) with a face mask on. And I am very, very COVID, uh, you know, safety first. Face masks make us safer. And I want us to all be safe and keep everyone else safe. But it was hot. It was intense. And it's hard. Um, then we went to Hollywood Studios. We did some roller coasters there, and we had a really fun. We had a fun time. When I was there, I said, I'm not going to post on Instagram. I'm going to take an Instagram break. I need to do this once in a while. 
or not even Instagram, Facebook too. I, I really don't post on Facebook that much though. I'm not on Facebook a lot because Facebook is not enjoyable for me at all. I find it to be draining mentally and emotionally. People vent on there, people post their opinions and I really don't care about your opinion. If I'm, if I'm your good friend, we'll text and talk and I'll ask what your thoughts are on this. Otherwise, I, I don't understand the concept of people using Facebook as a place to vent. I guess, you know, do you, do what works for you. Um, it's just Facebook is extremely draining for me. I have to be on it, though, to for my kids' cheer, <laughs> actually. <laughs> um, so that's how they communicate. So that's why I'm on it. I have muted people I've unfollowed, even a lot still today. You know, once the president presidential election and all that was going on and the beginning of COVID and all of COVID was going on, I did it. I had to mute a lot of people, um, but I'm still having to mute people because it's just, it's, I'm one of those people that gets affected by um, other people's moods, I guess. And I'm an empath and I don't like seeing negative things, I guess. I don't like seeing people constantly complaining, constantly talking about their opinion over and over again. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. I understand that. I respect that. But it gets really old and tiring if the same person is day in and day out posting their opinion. And like I said, if I'm close with you... I, I know this and we'll text and talk. Otherwise, I really, I don't care your opinion seeing it every single day on Facebook. It's tiring and it's draining. And so you are muted. And I haven't been on Facebook for that. And that's my little rant on that. <laughs> um, but Instagram. Instagram is something I have to do. Having an online business, I, you know, they say post three times a day, do a reel once or twice a week and all this. And I needed to take a break from it and step back on vacation. And I wanted to anyways. I wanted to be present on vacation. But it's something that I'm struggling with a lot recently because I, again, I don't find it enjoyable. I like reading other people's positive things on Facebook, on not Facebook, on Instagram. On Instagram, I like seeing their quotes. I like seeing that. It's hard for me to keep it up you know, doing it day in and day out. Because again, it's not something I find enjoyable. I do not find it enjoyable or fun to take a selfie and post a selfie. It is not fun to me. I don't like it. I It's something since I was, well, we didn't have, weren't taking selfies. Well, yes, we actually were with our disposable cameras, but we didn't have cell phones when I was a kid. But it's kind of weird to me. And this is something I'm supposed to do as a holistic health coach and a yoga instructor, a bar instructor, a hit instructor. I want to help others. I want to teach them. I want to help reduce their stress in their life. And this is something that that's why I do it. But to me, it's weird. It is so weird taking a selfie and posting a selfie and I don't know if this is about me. I, I sit here and, and this is what I was thinking when I was on vacation. Um, it's Maybe it is a self-conscious thing. Self-conscious. I'm self-conscious. I know that. But I also don't think it's that. Maybe it's my age thing. And, um, you know, I'm older getting started in the holistic health coaching and fitness instructor that it's just 
you know, we didn't grow up with social media, taking selfies and posting selfies. It also is a thing I feel like it's saying like, hey, look at me, look at me. And I, I don't like that. I don't want to be center of attention. I don't want attention. So it's another weird thing that I've been pondering taking this little social media Instagram break while we were gone. But now we are back and I am back to work, back to McVay Media, writing for the show prep and doing morning radio shows and back to focusing on my own business. And I wanted to do a podcast today, talk about my weekend and at Florida, and then also talk about Mother's Day and mental health awareness and everything like that. But first, let's touch on Mother's Day. So Mother's Day is Sunday, and happy Mother's Day to my mom, my mother-in-law, my sister celebrating her first Mother's Day, and my sister-in-law, and anyone else out there, like a pet mom, plant mom, animal mom, single dads that have to step up and be mom and dad. Happy Mother's Day to everyone. So the age-old question always is, what do moms want on Mother's Day? For myself, I love the homemade gifts. I honestly do. I love the homemade cards, the homemade gifts. My kids are getting older. They are 13 and 10. They really don't do that anymore. I like relaxation. (laughs) We are constantly busy. I mean, we're busy, busy, busy. So relaxation and a clean house. If someone were to clean the house, do the dishes for just one day, that would be great. My family, my kids and husband don't listen to my podcast or read my blog, so they're not going to hear this. (laughs) But um, honestly, that is something I like. I know other people are different. They want the brunch. They want mimosa and a day of a spa day or nails or something. I don't know. If that's what you want, then that's great and enjoy that. If you want the massage and the manicure, pedicure, pedicure, go out to lunch. That's awesome. That is what you like. I just don't want the fuss. I really just want my car cleaned and my house cleaned and that's it. (laughs) Um, what else with mother's day? Um, yeah, I think that's really it with mother's day. Um, Now, so for May, mental health awareness, we're going to take a quick break and have a word from my sponsor, Anchor, and then when we come back, we will talk about mental, May being Mental Health Awareness Month. So May is Mental Health Awareness Month. Um, Each year, millions of Americans face the reality of living with a mental illness, everything from depression, anxiety, OCD, ADHD, post-traumatic stress disorder, schizophrenia, whatever. So not whatever, I mean, etc. That came out wrong. I'm sorry. So this is, you know, you are not alone and to fight the stigma. I have already done a podcast about... Um, I, I was diagnosed with generalized anxiety, panic disorder, and OCD when I was a teenager. And anxiety is something I struggle with daily. Some days are worse. Some days are better. Um, my OCD comes and goes. My OCD can be dormant, I guess, for months, years. 
or it could be rapid and it's back, you know, um, and my OCD is back. I really didn't realize that. I think what triggered it was getting a puppy and he started going to the bathroom. You know, he's not housebroken yet, going to the bathroom everywhere. Things started spiraling after that. I started cleaning nonstop, washing my hands nonstop, feeling dirty nonstop. Then it progressed to me noticing when labels in the pantry, the food aren't all facing forward. In the refrigerator, they're not all facing forward. And everything started going from there, constantly uh, fixing everything. Like, did you ever see that movie, um, Sleeping with the Enemy? Well, I'm not mean and psycho like him, but I mean, that is like my OCD, like fixing all the labels um, like that. And so this is pretty recent. And I, you know, it, it still wasn't that bad, like just cleaning nonstop, doing that nonstop. Uh, people might just do this anyways when they have animals, <laughs> but then, you know, it's I cleaning, steam cleaning the carpet nonstop. Um, then we, like I said, we just went to Florida and um, I, I couldn't get in the pool. Um, you know, I can, I can easily play that off. Uh, I'm, don't even know why I'm being honest right now and opening up about that. But I just, everything, seeing all the people in the pool. And it's not COVID. It's not COVID related. It's just, it. this is something before COVID. Um, and I, this isn't what I want to do. I want to go in the pool and have fun with my kids. I want to swim with them. Um, and it was just hard. Um, flying on the plane it's always been hard for me with anxiety and OCD. Um, it was really hard again, and it's things I don't want my kids to notice because I don't want them to pick up on that and then struggle with OCD or anxiety also. So this is why I'm doing a podcast touching on um, May being Mental Health Awareness Month. Um, the NFL is also launching a series in support of Mental Health Awareness Month and fighting the stigma. Um, a lot of people in the NFL and NBA have been open about their struggles, and I think more people need to be because then you could see you're not alone. You're not alone at all. I've been extremely open, I, I feel, I hope, with my anxiety and OCD. In January... I started dealing with some health things, different weird things going on with my balance and being dizzy, still still trying to figure everything out with that. I haven't been able to do yoga much. Then my back went out and dealing with that. So I don't know if it's not being able to exercise for a few months now, being on and off different medicines, on and off steroids. I have felt down. I, I'm not going to say depressed because I haven't been diagnosed. And I don't feel like it's depression because I feel like it's just this time right now that I'm down. Um, exercise gives you endorphins. It helps you lift up your mood and it helps me with stress. And it's something that I enjoy doing. So I think I'm down because of that. But I have called to make an appointment to talk to someone again about my anxiety because it is just really bad and I have the tools to help me. I have meditation. I do breath work. I do aromatherapy. I do all of that. And I know sometimes 
I'm not saying I need medicine. Maybe I do, but sometimes you need to talk to a professional and talk and it helps with that. And I want to help people and I want to be an amazing mom and wife. And I know I need to get my head in the right place so I can help others. And that's what I hope this will help with. Um, There is a quote I found from Dave Hollis and he says, being in great health isn't only about how far you can run or how much you can lift. Health is holistic. If you aren't spending as much time working on your mental, emotional, relational, and spiritual health as you do anything physical, you won't feel healthy on the whole. And that really spoke to me. And I really, that's also what I teach. And when I'm coaching people, I believe in that as well. I also found, um, so there's toxic positivity. And I want to touch on this because I know I have had this. I have I don't know the word I'm thinking of, but so what is toxic positivity? It is you overgeneralize the thought of being happy and optimistic in a state that results in the denial or minimizing and validating the human, the authentic human emotional experience. So it's saying like, um, So always be happy, always be positive. You know, you're allowed to feel, you're allowed to be sad. And I know I do this a lot and I'm like, I don't want to be sad. I don't want to feel down because people on the outside looking in would be like, she has a great life. She has two healthy kids. Her family's healthy. She lives in a beautiful home, drives a nice car. Why is she sad? Why is she down? So I would be like, oh, I have to get out my gratitude journal and I have to write down everything I'm grateful for and stop feeling this and stuff it down. So I'm extremely aware that I have been part of the problem of toxic positivity and always being like, don't feel that. Don't be sad right now. You can't be sad. But it's okay to be sad. It's okay to cry. This morning after I dropped the girls off at school, I came home, sat in my car in the garage, and I cried. I'm tired. I, even after this vacation and break, you know, it's tiring. It's tiring to be a mom or the parent that the kids are the closest with because they let all their crap out on you when they're tired, when they're stressed, when they're overwhelmed and having big emotions in life. You are their dumping point, and that is a lot. Sometimes when it's over and over and we're traveling and up late and waking up early and getting back to school and all of that, and um, my kids are highly emotional kids anyways, so I'm just their, you know, they, and you see those memes and those other things um, on social media, and it's like the the kids take everything out on the ones they're closest to. And that's just what they do. And it sucks. <laughs> it sucks to be that person. And, but this is what, that's what they do. 
So sometimes you need to release your stress and cry and vent. And I can't work out right now to release that. So that's where I'm at with that. But I do have my meditation practice I'm doing. I'm listening to podcasts. I'm reading books, doing aromatherapy. Aromatherapy and essential oils work really well for me, not just to help with my moods and Um, but like I said, again, I'm allowing myself to feel the moods. I'm allowing myself to feel sad and, um, but I do like essential oils and they also help your house smell good when you have two dogs now and not burning candles because candles is another topic one day I'll touch on a podcast with, um, harmful indoor, um, toxins excuse me, my allergies are bad today. I'm back in uh, Cleveland with things blooming <laughs> and outside allergies are going. And I think I, I got used to the puppy and now, um, we went away and he came back and my allergies are going crazy, but aromatherapy helps with that too. Like diffusing lavender, lemon, and peppermint are amazing to help with your allergy issues. Peppermint is so good to help with headaches. Also, like place it on the back of your neck, place it on your temples. Be mindful though, it can burn your eyes. And it helps also if you diffuse when you're studying or kids are studying to retain the information that they've learned. So I'll do another podcast on essential oils because I think they can help with you know physical ailments, emotions. They can help with stress and sleep issues and all of that. Um, Right now, I also want to touch on podcasts that I'm listening to and loving that have been beneficial to me and helping with either work or my mindset and emotions. So I like the podcast Earn Your Happy. Um, Today's podcast, I don't know if it was today's. I listened to it today. It might have been Monday's podcast. Um, was really good. I like the Skinny Confidential Him and Her podcast. I like Drew Pruitt podcast. That is spelled, his name, his first name is spelled D-H-R-U. Last name is P-U-R-O-N-I-T. I like the Blonde Files podcast. I think I uh, post on that in my stories a lot about listening to her podcast and the books I'm reading right now. First one, You Can Heal Your Life by Lewis Hay. This is really good. This is about positive affirmations. Again, though, I don't want it to be like toxic positivity. I want this just helps bring awareness and the first steps of healing or change. Because when you you get in a pattern, you can become buried in it. And this just helps awaken you and help you love yourself because that is the first step in any change I feel is you have to love yourself and take care of yourself and set boundaries for yourself. The next one is Brene Brown. The gifts of imperfection. Let go of who you think you're supposed to be and embrace who you are. Your guide to a wholehearted life. This book is great. I've had it for a few years and I just started reading it a two months ago. Um, 
Then I have this book I just got by Jamie Kern Lima. She, this book is titled Believe It, How to Go from Underestimated to Unstoppable. I haven't started it yet, <laughs> but I am so excited to start reading it. I just like read like the preface of it and like the cover, the inside cover. She has so many people like Jay Shetty gave a comment, um, Glennon Doyle, Robin Roberts, Brendan Burchard, all, Mel Robbins, like all these people, Ellen DeGeneres, she said it's so insightful and inspiring. Glennon Doyle said game-changing, authentic, a must-read for every woman. And lastly, a book I'm reading for fun is The Guest List. And this was one of Reese Witherspoon's book club books. It's also a New York Times bestseller. So these are just some books I'm reading right now. And podcasts I'm listening to. And again, this is um, May Mental Health Awareness Month. And I hope everyone that needs to reaches out and gets help that they need either by talking, talk therapy, taking medicine, meditating more, doing breath work, doing yoga, Pilates, whatever helps you. I also help hope, not help. I also hope that people that don't have any mental illnesses, anxiety or depression, they become more aware and knowledgeable about it. They read more up on it to help someone and to break the stigma and not just say you're fine or everyone has some kind of anxiety once in their life. You know, take the time to learn about it and not just think like, oh, you're fine, or I'm not going to feed into that. It's ridiculous. You know, these are real issues, and people need to realize that and respect it and reach out to people more and check in on people. I, I know I need to check in on people more, but if you're listening to this podcast today, maybe reach out to a few people and text them or call them email, whatever, and check in, just say hi. And I hope, you know, someone takes away something from today's podcast. And I also hope everyone enjoyed this podcast. If you did, please like it, please share it, leave a review, leave a rating. Also, I like comments on what you want what episode you want, what guests you want, what do you want to learn more about, what do you want to hear about. I'm always interested in feedback. I appreciate feedback. And to all the moms out there, happy Mother's Day and enjoy the rest of your week.